Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And good afternoon. The Pirates are in Atlanta, Georgia. Conclude their road trip, the final game of their four-game series. Started in St. Louis and will end in Atlanta. They head home tonight. And they'll get ready to start their next homestand on Tuesday against the Chicago Cubs. Greg Brown here in Pittsburgh with you and on the telephone line with us, his weekly show, the Pirates general manager, Ben Charrington. Ben, uh, let's start off, if we could, talking about uh, some of the Pirate injuries and if you could update us on on some of them. First of all, uh, Trevor Cahill suffered a, a calf injury in his start this past week. He lands on the injured list yesterday. How severe is this and uh, what will you do in his absence well we don't think it's severe um but it, it obviously was limiting him the other night and uh it's still limiting him so we're going to put him on the uh, il give him a chance to you know feel better physically i think uh you know we know what trevor's capable of doing when he's at his best and feeling good and we want to be him to be able to he, he's a guy who's going to have to use all his pitches and command and of course, your body's got to be feeling good in order to do that. So we want to give him a chance to feel good. Um, you know, not sure how exactly how long it'll be. Uh, does not seem severe. Shouldn't be too long. And uh, in the meantime, we're still working through that. What the uh, what the rotation might look like here in the coming week. Uh, we do have, you know, we we have some guys in Indy that um, we've already gotten a look at and want to continue to get a look at. So we're working through those options now. Would some of those options include like a Miguel Yajure, uh or would you consider Chad Cool to come up and maybe not pitch as, as long as, as he might have, or is he definitely going to get another start in the minors? Chad's going to get another start um, with Indy. Uh, I think that's coming up on Tuesday. Um, so we're, we're going to commit to that, and then we'll see kind of where we are with Chad after that. Um, you know, you mentioned Yajure. Obviously, we've gotten a chance to see him a couple times. Um, Cody Ponce is, is also on the 40 man and obviously had a, a did a really nice job for us last year in a, in a bunch of starts. And we had a little bit of a later um, build up coming out of spring. It was um, worked through some stuff in the spring, but he's getting built up now. And his last outing was, was sharp and his, his velos back. So, um, you know, he's, he's another guy that, um, you know, we see as part of that starting pitching depth. And then some guys off the roster too, like Chase DeJong and others who, are doing a good job. So, um, again, we'll, we'll continue to um, keep a close eye on those guys, and we do want to see uh, those guys get an opportunity at some point over the course of the season. Ben, can you maybe uh, go over that rotation with us at Indy since we, we kind of started down that road? Tell us uh, what you think in the first uh, 
uh, three weeks now at the AAA level, how that rotation looks. And uh, it's it's six games and then an off day. That's just the way it's going to be the rest of the season. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's the one level um, that where we've, you know, we're not we're not entirely wed to the once a week program. So like the in in Double A and and our two A ball clubs, so far into the season, uh, our starters are pitching once a week, and they they're on a six there's six starters, and so they really pitch once a week, and then yet they off day on Monday. Um, in Triple A, we're not entirely wed to that. Uh, been a couple times where guys have gone twice in a week. Because um, it's just closer to the major leagues, so we're trying to um, keep the keep the routine a little bit closer to the major leagues. But guys have done a good job. That team has really gotten off to a good start, competing well. The pitching generally has been strong, um, not just the starters but relievers too. And uh, you know, we feel like there are a number of guys. Some some of them we've already seen, but a number of guys there that over the course of the season are going to come up and help us. And uh, in terms of other injuries, uh, and, and there are uh, a lots of, and I'm going to ask you about what you think in terms of the injury bug throughout Major League Baseball. But uh, one guy you do get back is is Kyle Crick. He's obviously ready to go. And how important is he to this uh, reliever core? Well, he's important because he's he's it's a really unique, uh, it's a different look, you know that um, that slider and the shape of the slider. Um, you know, just a, a really tough pitch against either side hitter, but, you know, particularly a righties. So um, we've got a number of guys in the bullpen doing a good job, but Kyle's just a different look than the rest of that group. And and so he's a particularly tough matchup for certain types of certain types of hitters, particularly righties. So it gives Chelsea, um, you know, an important weapon to use down there. I look forward to getting him getting back out there. Um, you know, he had a few days where it was never – it was, it was never a serious injury. It felt something we just wanted this early in the season. I think later in the season we might have even, you know, possibly avoided an IL. But this early in the season we chose to be uh, take the precaution. But he's feeling good and active now, and I'm sure we'll see him there, see him in there soon. Uh, ben, nothing new yet on uh, Colin Moran. When I ask you about him, it, it obviously it was a it was a pretty significant uh, groin injury and, and Philip Evans. What's the prognosis on those two guys? Yeah, both guys are, are generally tracking together uh, in terms of their progression. They're both now into baseball activity. They're taking ground balls, swinging the bat, um, doing some running. They haven't run the bases yet. Um, so we have, we have a few more days of baseball activity and ramp up and obviously we got to get into base running and make sure that they're, passing all those tests and then and then I think we see where we are uh, in terms of how much time they've missed and whether that would mean that we need to consider a rehab assignment the rehab assignment really you know just comes in de- depending on how much time is invested the longer I think once you get past 10 days two weeks that that kind of time period um, you know it's at least worth considering a, a rehab assignment because um, the body, Kind of needs to get conditioned back into playing games and seeing live pitching. So we haven't made that determination yet. Uh, I want to, you know, we want to see how they progress over the next few days. They're both doing well. They're heading in the right direction. Um, shouldn't be too long now for either guy. And uh, another guy that went down the other day, Kai Tom. I wonder if you could uh, break down the situation with him. Initially, we thought it was a, a, a toe or a foot. He fouled a ball off, but then uh, we understand there is a, a wrist situation for him. Yep. Um, so he. He's uh, his left, his left uh, hand, wrist, 
and um, you know got sore. We did some tests. Um, all the tests were you know, look good in terms of structural. Um, we've got some inflammation in there that we're working to get out. And uh, it's a little bit early yet to know. Uh, you know, we're not. We, we believe. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be an injury that takes too long. Um, but we got to get the inflammation out of there first, and then get him back into swinging a bat, et cetera, before we'll have a better idea. Um, so we'll know, know more on that in the coming days, I think. Before we get to a couple of guys in the minor leagues, that we've, we've gotten the, these uh, major league injuries uh, we're discussing, it, it seems like, Ben, there are way more injuries this year in the first almost two months of this season as, a, as compared to, say, the last full big league calendar year 2019. Do you know that? Is that factual? Does it seem that way to you? Well, it certainly seems that way across the industry. Um, maybe that's not surprising. I think we all knew there was um, a lot of unknown coming into the year. And it's, it's important always to really think about what the injury is and then, um, you know, ask, ask questions uh, related to what the injury is and what the injury is not. So, um, you know, for example, uh, um, you know, we've had a couple guys in the minor leagues, for example, Nick Gonzalez uh, broke his pinky finger. Well, that's, a, that's an acute traumatic injury that happens in the course of playing a baseball game. Um, there's a collision on the field. And so, you know, it's, it's, t- it's a tough break, obviously, tough news for him. He's going to recover. He's going to come back. He's going to be fine. It's going to take a few weeks to get healthy. Um, but with an injury like that, you know, unless there's something that a player just is doing wrong on the field or something, it's really just you just have to accept that some of those are going to happen and, you know, treat them and, reco- and you get you recover and get back to plan. Um, when it comes to those, uh, you know, sort of acute traumatic, traumatic type injuries, overuse injuries, uh, which tend to be more of the soft tissue injuries uh, that happen um, kind of over time and they build up. And, you know, those are the ones we – we, we probably spend more time on is you know, thinking as a group about how we prevent, how we treat, how we get ahead of. And of course that is an even more challenging question in a year like this where, um, you know, work volume is just going to be much greater than it was last year. You know, no matter, no matter what, you know, we're already approaching, um, you know, the number of games that we played, you know, for an entire season last year. So not just the pirates, every team in baseball is going to be, in a little bit of uncharted territory. So we've got to be thinking about that all the time. And of course we've gone through our own uh, list here, here, you know, we've kind of when it rains, it pours things and it's going to happen to every team. And ours has happened here the last couple of weeks and we're fighting through that. Um, and we got to keep asking the questions of each other in terms of staff and of the players themselves. Like, how do we, how do we do the best job we can to prevent those, prevent the overuse injuries from happening? So it's a daily conversation. Um, looking at as much information as we can, certainly including the players in that, continue to think about recovery program strategies. When do you give a guy a blow? When do you back off a little bit? Uh, I think that conversation will happen, you know, every day for the rest of the season. It looks like just you know, looking at the transaction page uh, every day, if you're, if you're going on uh, whatever site you're looking at, just uh, every team just seems to be having to put guys yeah. on the IL constantly throughout this. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. And again, I don't know if it's, uh, fact-based yet, and I'm sure someone will do a study on it uh, throughout baseball. And uh, as you said, maybe not surprising going from the 60 games to uh, the ramp-up of the 162. 
uh, some figure this, this was going to happen. Uh, let's step aside right now, allow our stations to identify themselves. Pirates back home Tuesday night against the Chicago Cubs. Start a three-game series, and then the Colorado Rockies make their first and only visit into Pittsburgh. A couple of night games, Tuesday and Wednesday nights, 12.35 matinee on Thursday for the Cubbies and the Pirates. Go to Pirates.com for tickets. Let's step aside right now on the Pirates Radio Network. And we continue. We are here in Pittsburgh. The Pirates are in Atlanta. And on the telephone line with us is the Pirates general manager. The Ben Sherrington Show comes your way every Sunday. We're talking about big league injuries. And uh, Ben talked about the uh, Nick Gonzalez broken pinky. Uh, a collision, Ben, can you can you tell us exactly how that happened? And then we'll ask you about uh, Leo Vera Peguero, how he's doing. Yeah, well, Nick was Nick was in a rundown, I think, avoiding a rundown and went to avoid a tag and fell on it awkwardly. Um, so, again, just one of those things that happened in a game. And, um, you know, he's going to recover. And he's, he's off a really good start. And, um, you know, he's a fun guy to be around just because of how hard he works and how, how important the game is to him. And so we're going to, uh, you know, we'll find ways to challenge him while he's on the IL um, to, you know, remain engaged. Uh, he's, he's a big part of that team. He's, he's obviously someone guys look up to. So he's important to that team in Greensboro, even when he's not playing. Figaro's um, doing well. He, he kind of banged up his knee. A little while back, but he's uh, he's now fully into baseball activity. He's done defense, hitting, base running. Um, so not not exactly sure when the date will be when he's back, but we're getting closer to it. Um, encouraging. He again, obviously, was off the really strong start there with Greensboro. And a guy also back um, in terms of uh, the the pitching situation. Uh, we mentioned Chad Cool. Did did you get any kind of? Uh, I know we got the the numbers, but in terms of what they saw of Chad cool in his first rehab start, uh, encouraging, I assume. Yeah, it was, um, you know, the stuff look you know, up to 97. Uh, so certainly from a health perspective, that's a, not that we, velocity is the only thing, but when a guy's coming back from, um, some soreness, obviously that is important to see the velocity coming back and clearly the velocity was back. So that's encouraging, uh, through all his pitches, like you said, got through three innings pretty clean. And, uh, you know, get out there again uh, this coming week. And, you know, probably next time around, it's just a matter of continue to fine-tune and um, get back into, um, you know, commanding, executing, commanding, and doing the things that, um, you know, he's got to do to get major league hitters out, prepare to get back into that. Ben, uh, Jose Soriano made his organizational debut, uh, a guy that you took in the Rule 5 uh, coming off of a Tommy John surgery. Reports on Thursday was throwing 97-98, outstanding curveball. What, what did you hear or see? Yeah, it was, it was really encouraging. Um, it was, uh, you know, he, he threw three innings, and they were, they were really good. And um, all his pitch, threw all his pitches for strikes. Uh, as you said, the velocity was consistent with what his – high mark has been in the past. So that's really encouraging. I think, you know, we were happiest for him. Uh, he, you know, for a young pitcher like that, you know, to go through Tommy John rehab anywhere, no matter what is a hard thing. Um, and then doing it. And then in the right in the middle of the game, you know, getting taken in the rule five draft and having to kind of pick up and transition your rehab into a new organization, new people, new physical therapists, new coaches, new staff, et cetera. And now you're in, now you're on a major league roster. So a lot of change for him um, during a time when he was working hard to come back from a serious injury. So I think we were just, we were really happy. And he's a, he's a, he's a great, really great young man and um, fun to be around. And so, you know, we're just happy for him to see him out there doing well. And 
he'll continue to build up now. He'll get a chance to pitch again this week, um, still down in Florida. Um, uh, going to have a few outings down there before we, um, you know, probably move him to a higher level. What's the, uh, max, uh, in terms of, uh, rehab, when do you have to get him on the, the roster? Well, you know, you, you, it's a 30 day, um, you can, you can do a, a pitching rehab for, for up to 30 days. So because he is coming back from a serious injury and Tommy John surgery, because he's been a starting pitcher, um, in the past and we still see him doing that in the future. Um, you know, we want to build him back like a starting pitcher would build back from Tommy John. Um, so we'll take advantage of those 30 days and take some time to build him back the right way and kind of treat it like a spring training and, um, you know, see where he is at the other end of it. It's possible, I guess, when Kai Tom is uh, back healthy that you could have by late summer as many as three Rule 5 guys on the big league roster, correct? It's possible, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see where we are. But, um, you know, again, I, I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, we got to continue to look at for, for talent through every avenue. Um, and of course, you know, the draft and international free agency and trades, et cetera, are really important. Um, rule five is another one. And, um, you know, uh, at the same time, we're, you know, minor, minor league free agency, major league free agency uses, we have to look, through, look, uh, you know, at every opportunity to acquire talent. So the rule five is one of that, one of those ways. Obviously, you know, bec- the, there are some rules around rule five picks, as, as you know, that make it a little bit more challenging, um, just in terms of roster management. Um, but if there are guys that we think have a chance to really help us in the future, then we're going to uh, do everything we can to keep them and give them every opportunity. Ben, it, it, it speaks, I guess, to you mentioned to Jose Soriano that you know, picking him after the Tommy John, uh, it, 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 not that that is a routine surgery, but how far uh, we have come in, uh, in really a short amount of time. Uh, again, never a slam dunk, uh, but you've got to know the person and, and feel confident uh, and this is where your work comes in with uh, the, the, the folks that, that work underneath you uh, to do their due diligence to find out Soriano's the kind of guy that is going to go through the rehab and he's going to get back to where he was before, if not better. Yeah, it's a really important point. And um, this really comes with a guy like Soriano and, and Oviedo is the same uh, when we we're considering those guys in the Rule 5. Um, it really comes down to our, come back to our international staff. You know, even – even for guys who don't sign originally with the Pirates organization, uh, there's such a network and a community uh, in Latin America, both in the DR and Venezuela, um, that when you're considering uh, a young player from those places, uh, whether it's in trade or otherwise, Rule 5 in this case, um, almost all the time you can just call call our own international staff led by Junior Vizcaino. And, of course, we've got a lot of people working with Junior and just about all the time, someone on our staff has some either personal connection to that player or a way to get a personal connection to that player. So we tap into that a lot and um, really rely a lot on, on our international staff for their uh, wisdom and to do due diligence and feedback on both those guys, which is really positive in terms of the young men that they are and their work ethic and course you can see the talent from a distance but those the character pieces are really important as you say and we'll continue with the pirates general manager the ben Sherrington show the pirates are in atlanta and we'll have more coming up on the pirates radio network
We're back. We're here in Pittsburgh. The Pirates are in Atlanta. They'll be back in the Berg Tuesday night to do, uh, host the uh, Chicago Cubs, begin a six-game homestand, and on the telephone line with us, his weekly show, the Pirates GM, Ben Charrington. Ben, uh, Key Brian Hayes started his uh, rehab assignment yesterday at AAA Indianapolis, did not play the entire game. Uh, what kind of a schedule is planned for him? Will he go back out there today? Uh, it, it, this is, I guess, his spring training. Yeah, I'd almost like think about it like an early spring training schedule where, you know, typically a position player would start with four or five innings, maybe a couple at-bats, and then and then build up um, over a, a number of days with some off days mixed in. So that'll be the same for Cabrian. Um, obviously, we want to get him up to nine innings and then playing nine innings back-to-back and kind of clearing all the um, – hurdles that we would in a in a spring training progression with a typical position player so he's he's doing great um came out of last night feeling good um got to hit his first at bat no surprise i guess and uh so we'll keep we'll keep uh uh keep a, keep an eye on it obviously but um he's he's now into his uh game progression which is a great sign uh, uh- you know, a guy that called was called up uh, yesterday, the, two days ago, rather, Cole Tucker. I want to ask you about the work that he did. He, he spoke to uh, members of the media in a Zoom call and, and said he's seeing the ball better. But, Ben, he, he's on the big league roster, but he's, he's not played at all. Uh, he's not in the lineup today. He did not uh, pinch hit. And just wondering, is that intentional just to kind of, uh, if, if you can avoid it, uh, don't, mess with what he's doing at the minor league level while he's up here almost an emergency basis uh get him acclimated once again to the big leagues but but kind of get him back there in the minors and continue to work on what he was doing in Bradenton yeah you know ultimately the players that are here on the active team um you know Chelsea's going to make that lineup out and uh in Cole's case he's up you know let's be honest partly because we've got a ton of injuries and so uh, that's what happens during the season, and um, and happy for him that he's you know here with the major league team. He's active. He got in for defense the other day. I'm sure we'll see him in games. Um, but to your point, um, you know, really, really respect Cole for uh, what he's really chosen to do on his own um, over the last few weeks, which was to uh, really commit uh, to working at something, particularly on the offensive side, and make some sacrifices to do it. Look like nobody, nobody in his position, you know, prefers to stay in Bradenton uh, in April than head North with their teammates. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, I commend him for it. I think that, um, you know, good major league players who play for a long time um, find a way to get a lot out of their practice and continue to challenge themselves. And that's what Cole chose to do when he got sent out of major league camp. And we want to just, support that and continue it. And obviously he was getting a chance to play every day in AAA. He's got, we know he has to play. He's going to play. He's going to play a lot this year, assuming he's healthy. Um, and the challenge to him while he's with the big league club is to continue that practice, continue the, what he's started to do. Um, he knows what his routine is. Uh, he does, he's got stuff in the weight room. He's doing, he's got stuff in the cage he's doing. And so uh, he knows what it is and, and he's challenged to keep, keep up with that. And, uh, while he's here, he'll get into some big league games and try to help us win some games, too. Uh, we'll finish up with a Bucko GM, the Ben Charrington Show, Pirates Braves in Atlanta. More to come on the Pirates Radio Network.
Final segment with Ben Charrington, uh, the Pirates in Atlanta to take on the Braves. JT Brubaker against Max Freed of the Braves, the pitching matchup. On the line with us, the Pirates general manager. We're talking about uh, Cole Tucker being on the club. And, Ben, the, the Pirates and a lot of other teams are continuing to use the taxi squad. We understand that Dustin Fowler, Andrew Susak, and Blake Wyman are currently with the team on this trip. Is that just something that, that uh, baseball will allow the rest of the year kind of uh, – I don't want to say it's a convenience thing, but it does, in an emergency situation, allow you to get the guy on a, on a team if need be. That's right. Um, and so we can have up to five players on a taxi squad when we're on the road. Um, and really what it comes down to for us is how close the Major League team is to the AAA team at that time. If we're close enough uh, for that it, within driving distance, we would typically leave guys in AAA so they continue playing and getting those reps because we're, we're in driving distance uh, within the protocols. It's just much easier to get a player from AAA team to the big league team if we need somebody. Um, but if we're not within driving distance, which of course is the case uh, this weekend in Atlanta with our AAA team at St. Paul, um, it's just much harder if you have to use commercial travel because then that requires additional testing and isolation uh, to get a team from AAA to the major league team. So if we have a need, uh, we really need someone here uh, with a team already. So that would be the distinction. Um, yeah, so and then in the meantime, we make sure that those guys get uh, really good workouts and practice in early in the day before the, before the rest of the crew. You know, figure that, that those names will change during the course of the season, correct? Yeah, yeah, we'll rotate that through just so we're not, taking uh, the same guy out of game reps, um, you know, all the time and, and try to be mindful of that. And, and again, at the same time, you know, we, we hope that, uh, and it's another reminder of why, you know, again, we continue to recommend the vaccine. Uh, we hope that as the season goes on and we get to higher levels of vaccination and the travel, you know, hopefully becomes even easier. Um, but uh, the taxi squad is there if we need it and we'll utilize it when we need it. Ben, is there any way to know how close you are to 85%? It's interesting to watch these other teams, for example, like the Braves, to look at their dugout and see no one wearing face coverings. Yeah. So obviously they, it's not being announced, but you can see Braves are at 85%. So how close are the Pirates, do you think? Very close. Um, we, are, we are very close, and we're, we're, we're not going to make any assumptions or take anything for granted, um, and we're going to continue to focus and – do what we need to do to um, to get there safely, of course, and, and certainly respecting everyone's personal choice. But um, we're getting closer. I think we're, I guess, at a point where um, I'll be disappointed if we don't get there. <laughs> um, I think we're, you know, close enough now that um, hopefully we can find a way there before too long. And some of it has to do with, you know, when they, when they calculate the 85% number, it is, um, 85% fully vaccinated, which means that that is 85% uh, of the population at least two weeks out or after the final sh the final vaccine shot. So you might have people who have gotten the first shot, or you might have people who have gotten the single shot but aren't are still within the two week waiting period, et cetera. Um, so we're we're uh, we're marching toward it, and, you know, again, we we think it'll be good for the team if we can get there and not take anything for granted, but we're hopeful. Is it, does it make it more difficult? we got a minute left. Does it make it more difficult for a team that is forced to make the moves that you've been forced to make, mainly because of injuries? 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, it makes uh, well uh, the the just the vaccination. Um, it you know it, it is easier the travel and moving players important back and forth is easier um, if vaccinated. It's not obviously not impossible. Uh, we've called players up. We've acquired players uh, this year who are vaccinated. We've done that with players who are not vaccinated. So it's not a um, it's not a black and white type of thing, but it is easier. Um, it is a little bit easier if vaccinated. I do want to, before we cut, Greg, if we have 30 seconds, I wanted to say something quickly about Rennie Spinette. Do we have 30 seconds? Yep, you got 30, yep. Oh, okay. Um, well, Rennie's I didn't know Rennie, player. Um, but obviously saw the, saw the news and really sad, but it, it brought me back to a couple things. Um, when I first started collecting baseball cards, I, it was right about the time that Rennie Spinette went from the Pirates to the Giants. I just always remember that Rennie Smith was one of the first cards I ever got. And he just seemed so, he seemed so cool, you know, looked so cool. And I think he was actually in a Giants uniform, the first one I got. Uh, the name is cool. He just looked cool. But I got into this, you know, started looking at Rennie Smith. And then that's probably like one of the first times I kind of looked at the Pirates because I tracked his career back. Then, of course, I did not get to know him here. Um, he passed away and uh, thinking about him and his family. But then in the aftermath of that, you know, people reaching out to me who did know him, uh, you know, guys in our player development staff. And there was one great story I'd share from his 7-for-7 seven seven game, which was obviously a highlight of his career. And apparently, um, Willie Stargell used to walk around the, 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 the food room in the clubhouse back in those great Pirates teams, and he would just pick up food off other guys' plates. So apparently, according to Rennie, the day he went 7-for-7, seven seven, Willie had taken all the food off his plates, and all he was left with was a peppermint patty. So that was his pregame fueling. So that's probably not what we're recommending for our players, but worked well for Rennie that day. So rest in peace, Rennie, and thinking about your family. Uh, thanks so much, Ben, for that. Appreciate you sharing that. The Ben Sherrington Show every Sunday. The Pirates and the Braves are coming up next on the Pirates Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.